Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Student Voice Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about beauty standards and empowerment. My name is Natasha. I use she, her pronouns. Hey, guys. I'm Veronica. I use all pronouns. By the way, just like a quick content warning um, in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, disordered eating, diet culture. There's going to be some mention of weight and kind of expectations on that and fat phobia um and there we do have like a very brief kind of mention of sexual assault towards the end of this video or towards the end of this podcast um and we are going to talk a little bit about transphobic expectations of gender just so that you all know yeah so veronica do you want to give us a little bit of an intro into what we're going to be talking about today Yeah, so we're going to be talking about body positivity and body neutrality, and we're going to go into the definitions first. So in relation to body positivity, body neutrality is more just accepting your body and not really having much of an opinion on it. And like, instead of being overly positive or overly negative, it's a movement that's kind of going against the body positivity movement and just accepting your body as it is. And body positivity kind of can sometimes on social media promote toxic positivity. And that's what a a lot of people had problems with. But essentially, what body positivity is, is just loving yourself and loving your body, no matter how it looks and no matter what stage it's in. So before we keep talking about it, Natasha, what are your experiences with body positivity and beauty standards? Um, Well, as someone who's kind of struggled with body image and um, disordered eating for a lot of my life, when I found the body positivity movement at like 14, I would say, it honestly changed my life. And so I do have a very strong connection to that movement and it did help me a lot. And frankly, the way that I see it is like kind of the you know, like, I don't want to discount anyone's opinion, like, you know, if we think one should fully take over the other, I think that's fair, but in my opinion, um, I think that, like, neither one has to discount the other, I think that either way that someone, you know, essentially copes with the standards that's enforced on us is perfectly valid, and I think whatever works for someone is, you know, perfectly valid, so I think that kind of, like, you know, moving more towards seeing women as more than our bodies is so important. But I also think that there are definitely positives to body positivity. So I think, you know, at the forefront of this kind of debate should be the recognition that both of these movements are so important to people. And we can have both, you know. Yeah, you're totally right. It's all about moderation and just doing everything in a slow or fast pace, depending on what's good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also, um, I read an article a couple weeks ago um, by a therapist who helps people work through eating disorders. And what she was saying is that um, you definitely can use both. And actually, like, when you go into therapy for that, a lot of the time, um, they want you to start with body neutrality, first of all. And then if you get to a place where you really love your body, obviously, like, not liking your body isn't the only reason someone would have disordered eating, but any kind of, like, negative feelings about your body. Um, 
And so they want you to start off by just thinking, okay, well, I don't like my stomach, but it's here. Can't do anything about that. I'm still gonna, you know, appreciate myself. And then if you get to a place where you truly like love the way your body looks on top of everything else, that's great, but you don't have to. And I really liked that take on it, you know, because you don't have to love your physical appearance to just exist. But I also see how it's so empowering um, to love the way your body looks in a society where we're really taught not to. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, in ballet class, because I used to take ballet way long ago, um, one of my teachers, what they would always say, and it still sticks with me to this day, even though I haven't taken dance in so long, is, I don't want to see your lunch. And I've seen it on TikTok. Other girls have actually gone through the same exact thing and their teachers would say the same exact thing. So they would want us to suck in our stomach or whatnot so we can have a good ballet pose or something like that. And really it was so damaging because we were so young and ballet is mostly women, at least in my class, there was no guys in it. So it would be like every girl was self-conscious, no matter how skinny or how fat they were. And it was so upsetting because it's like, you guys are beautiful. You guys are so much more than just your body. So having body positivity is definitely something that movement was just so important because I feel like a lot of these girls, even though I'm not in touch with them anymore, it's like, I feel like at least there can be confident about themselves and their body, no matter what our teacher said, right? Yeah, totally. And I'm so sorry. That's like, it's so sad, like that, like little girls or like anyone who is socialized as a young girl, like has to go through that. And yeah, I actually, I had like kind of a similar experience because I also did ballet when I was younger. And I remember (laughs) that was like my main source of like internalized stuff because I don't know, I'm just I was one of those people where I've just kind of always been thick, you know, like, and so, like, I, when I was younger, like, I was always, like, thicker than the other girls in my grade, um, and, like, I was always, like, really upset about it, like, I would talk to my parents and be like, why am I fat, which I wasn't even fat, like, check your privilege, Natasha, but, you know, like, I was like, mom and dad, like, why am I fat, I'm, I'm terrible, and they'd be like, well, I don't know, you're fine, like, why do you care, like, my household was very much more, like, body neutral, like, oh, who cares, like, just read the Bible again, like, (laughs) who cares if you're pretty or not, (laughs) but, like, you know, and so, like, I don't know, I'd be, like, well, the people who, like, will make fun of you for it say it's because you're not healthy, and my parents would be, like, you literally, like, like, we go to the farmer's market, like, twice a week, like, you're fine, you're healthy, and it's true, and it's so sad that I, like, you know, thought that I was, like, unhealthy just because of the way that my body looked, and it also, like, it led me to neglect the amount of privilege I had to be eating so well and to be so healthy growing up, and so, yeah, like, when I would go to ballet, that was, like, when I really felt out of place. Yeah, I mean, it comes to a point of, oh, I want to look a certain way and what's really healthy for you because health is, looks different for everybody. So health for you is completely different from what health, a healthy body would be for me. Right. 
And I think it does have to do a lot with also socioeconomic influences, you know, like where you live. Do you live in a food desert? Do you have like access to food, to nutritious food that isn't just like, I don't know, Walmart and like a McDonald's near it? Or do you live near those places? Like I live near Foods Market too. So I have the access to healthy food. And so I've learned that as long as I'm eating healthy, I'm okay with what my body looks like. But not everybody has that privilege. Food privilege is something that like a lot of people forget to check. I know I definitely do. Like I... You know, I live, like, down the street from a Whole Foods. <laughs> you know, like, I have been very lucky to always have good food. And that's why I think that, like, health is a privilege. Like, you know, so, like, yeah, like, health comes at every weight, every size, every look. Like, you can't, like, you really can't look healthy. But at the same time, I think that it's important to realize that like being able to eat healthy having a gym membership like these are all privileges and so I think that it's important regardless of whatever movement to not just say like you can be healthy at any weight but also you don't have to be in perfect shape and super healthy just to feel good about yourself because that's a privilege you know no that's a really good point like you hit everything right there snaps to you but yeah I guess that kind of gets into the next topic, which diet industry and, you know, how these awful things are pushed, especially on young girls or young people socialized as girls. And I think we all have those memories from a young age of that being pushed on us. Or maybe I'm just weird because I had disordered eating. (laughs) So, but I don't know. What have your experiences been with the diet industry? I mean, as I said, I have been lucky with having good food but I've definitely been influenced like not just by the industry but like social media and all that like it's kind of like you look on Instagram or on Snapchat and everybody looks so good like and it's hard to remember sometimes like social media Instagram feeds they're fake like they're they're purposely made to make you look good so when you look at that and compare yourself it's kind of unfair what you're doing to yourself so I mean that's just been Like, I would try and I've never, like, developed, like, a full disorder, but, like, I would go, like, days without, like, eating properly because, like, I just didn't want to be fat. And I was, like, heavier as a child. And I think once I started doing, like, martial arts and whatnot, that weight definitely went down. But, like, I still felt so insecure because of just things that aren't even real. And it's kind of funny I want to say like it's like amusing it's interesting why did I care so much and the answer is just because everyone else did how about you yeah I completely understand that like it's so hard because I feel like there comes this point where you have to like look at your own mind and realize that regardless of whether you're doing it to yourself or you know even if you're not doing it to anyone else that like part of your brain is fat phobic. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I have to recognize that in myself. I'm like, I would never think that a fat woman is not beautiful. You know, I would never, I would never think anything bad about someone because they're fat. But when it comes to myself, I would. And so I have to acknowledge that like that part of my brain that wants to stop me from eating is fat phobic. 
and I have to work through that, you know, and that's an unconscious bias that like does matter. And like, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I just think it's like so odd that even if we can get to a point where like, you know, we're never like fat phobic towards other people, there's always going to be part of your brain that like does it to yourself because we've been so socialized to do that. Yeah, you're right. And I remember seeing like Instagram posts and it would be like, you have to treat your body like your best friend, right? Because you wouldn't say something like that to your best friend. But when you look at yourself, you're like, oh, I don't look right or whatnot. And your feelings are totally valid. Like, I, I, I think you're so strong. Like, honestly, like coming as a genuine like response, like I think you're incredibly strong. And I think every woman, no matter like, especially, especially trans women and people, uh, women of color, they are so strong. And they not only because both of us are white, so we don't go through as much as they do in comparison to the beauty standards. And I think you wanted to talk about like Western beauty standards and all that. Yeah, completely. Like, I read in Hood Feminism, which is a really good book, um, that really, like, helped me become more, like, intersectional as a feminist, um, so I would highly recommend. But um, one part of it was about eating disorders and about the Black girls who develop eating disorders and are kind of ignored. And so I think the fact that it's like having an eating disorder almost has a beauty standard in and of itself, because when you think of you know, eating disorders, and you don't have one, you haven't struggled with that. I mean, if you just think of what pops to mind immediately, it's probably a very thin white girl. And so often, you know, women of color, trans women are neglected from the conversation. But I think that like, there are so many women who are heavily impacted by the Western beauty standard. And that's something that I'll never go through, but it is definitely could take a toll on someone. I mean, that kind of, I mean, if you guys don't listen to her, you guys should. Mitski, I mean, one of her songs, Strawberry Blonde, I recall, it's about being a woman of color and like looking at white beauty standards. And it's just upsetting how easily that got like, TikTokified. I don't know how to say that, but all of a sudden it was about strawberry cows and strawberry fields. And yes, it was cute. And yes, it was a trend, but also like this was kind of a cry for help. Like, come on, guys. She's sharing like something so personal and so deeply ingrained in society, like just expectations as a woman of color. And then it's kind of like, brushed over and that's so upsetting because most people probably don't even know the original meaning behind her song Mm -hmm. yeah completely like I honestly didn't know that like I am an avid Mitski listener and I actually had no idea about that but I mean thinking back to the song it definitely makes sense but also yeah if you don't listen to Mitski go listen to Mitski like there's something for everyone like because someone doesn't like you back you know you can go for like first love late spring maybe or like francis forever you know like (laughs) washing machine heart baby (laughs) if you're really in a tough place listen to class of 2013 no oh my god stop 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 right there (laughs) yeah okay well anyway yeah mitski but I hate when people take artists' songs and then make them, like, trivial or, like, ignore the songs that are really important. Like, 
with Princess Nokia, like, I'm glad everyone liked I Like Him. Like, that's cool. But, um, can we talk about her songs that are literally about the foster system, or no? Yes, for real. Like, oh my gosh, like, can we, like, please talk about it? And I know women of color are talking about it, and it's just that media isn't, isn't giving them the platform that they deserve, and that's just... That goes back to so many years of degrading people of color and whatnot. And it's just like many white people just turn a blind eye to it. And it's kind of like, it's right here. It's right in front of you. How can you not see what these people are going through and how like even in beauty standards and difficulties with succumbing to beauty and what makes you beautiful is going to be way different for you two because one is white and like basically the product of beauty standards and another is a person of color and literally everything they do is apparently against like the beauty standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah like I remember like Okay, this is weird because, you know, I love Gossip Girl. You know, like, eat the rich, but it's a good show. Like, every character is the absolute worst, but, you know. (laughs) But, um, except for Jenny. I also love the actress who plays her. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, like, that was, like, a main source of, like, my body hatred. Is I was like, why do I not look like Serena Vanderwoodson? And I was thinking back to this, and I was like, well, first of all, I don't really know if I wanted to look like Serena Vanderwoodson. I think I was just in love with her. But, you know, it fed into my insecurity anyway. I second that, just saying. <laughs> I know, I love her. But, like, I was thinking back to that, and I was like, my self-hatred and just wanting to look like all of these, like, skinny, pretty, blonde women... I was already relatively thin, blonde, young girl. And I just, like, had this realization a while back that it's, like, no matter how much it hurt to be, like, three sizes bigger than the girl that I wanted to look like, I still had the same color eyes as her, and I still had the same kind of nose as her. And, like, there are so many more things that would have just felt, like, crushing from the beauty standard if I didn't look the way I do. And so I think that, like, I can acknowledge that beauty standards did end up making me starve myself. (laughs) But, you know, there are so many reasons I'm still privileged, you know? Yeah, and that just goes back to how, before anything, you are still privileged if you're white. Mm -hmm. So you could be gay, you could be trans. (laughs) I'm both. Uh, (laughs) You could be a woman, I I don't know, but it's just, you are white before all of that, and that really says something about our society, like, what is deemed beautiful and what is not, and it's crushing, it's crushing, it's just so upsetting. Yeah, um, I read a book, like, a couple weeks ago, that's, like, my signature phrase on here, I was reading this book, (laughs) My friends always make fun of me. They're like, your signature phrase is like, I was reading this book. I was listening to this podcast. (laughs) But yeah, I was reading this book a couple weeks ago, and it's called Fearing the Black Body. You might have seen it on like TikTok. That really like, I mean, I'm not surprised. Frankly, if there's anything in society, like you could look at anything, regardless of if it's like deemed problematic or not. And if there's a societal standard, it's probably based in racism. So I wasn't too surprised, but it really opened my eyes to how irrelevant weight is 
Like, it's just, it's just racism. Uh, drop the title and the author again, you know? Like, I want to read on this. I want to be knowledgeable as well. Yeah, for sure. It's Fearing the Black Body by, by Sabrina Strings. Okay, perfect. I'm going to read it tonight and maybe cry myself to sleep. Who knows? Uh, was it emotional? Was it, like, an emotional thing to read or... No, it was, like, I don't know. It was, like, very, it wasn't emotional. I mean, it was emotional because I struggled with that, but it was, like, it was, like, oddly, like, comforting, you know, because it's, like, beauty standards control us so heavily, and to just know that, like, they're wrong, you know, like, to just know that, like, because I even, like, okay, like, I'm not fat. Like, I technically count as midsize, you know, and I'm not gonna, like, say that I'm not, but but I still, like, you know, deal with, like, essentially fat phobia, like, from my doctors. Like, I'll go in for a problem completely unrelated, and they'll be like, fun fact, um, you are too thick. You gain too much weight. And I'll be like, bro, I'm literally here because of, like, something completely unrelated. Like, I've had doctors, like, not even want to talk to me about, like, refilling my medication because they just want to talk about my weight. And yeah, like the last time that I like relapsed with my disordered eating, it was literally because of my doctor, um, which is really messed up. And it was on my chart too. But, and so I guess it was comforting to hear that like, that it's not based in science and that even though my health doesn't determine my value, like that this thing that just like controls me at like every doctor's appointment, everything I do is literally just based in racism. I mean, obviously, it's horrible that they're based in racism. I don't mean to be like, I'm so comforted to know that our society is deeply racist. That's not what I mean at all. But I just mean that, like, it's comforting that all of those values are completely null and that they aren't based in any kind of anything. So I would definitely recommend reading it. Overall, I mean, like I said, pretty much everything in society in our, like, American society is based on racism, which is horrible. Um, and so also the beauty standards are also based in racism and anti-Semitism. Like, you know, we can see like examples of this with like, you know, obviously like we talked about like fat phobia is based in race science, quote unquote science. Um, and you know, also, like, the expectation that you're supposed to have, like, a very small nose is based on the stereotype of Jewish people having larger noses and Black people having larger noses. And, um, you know, I see this a lot. Um, but beyond that, like, there's also, it's like, you know, beauty standards will always, you know, impact us not only because we want to just be seen as pretty, but because attractiveness, conventional attractiveness is associated with morality. So, Veronica, do you want to go into that a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. And that kind of thinking is ingrained, like, since we're children and in children's movies. So, I know the thing that's been going around in media right now is Tangled, like Mother Gothel, like her features are very Jewish based and she was made to be the villain. Like, and it's, it would be one thing if they only did it like coincidentally in this movie, but it happens everywhere. Like the villain would be like stereotypically looking like one, like 
minority and it's just it's so deep on so many levels that it's hard to talk about because unless you kind of go into and hyper analyze all of these movies and who's made the villain and what does the hero look like which most of the time is blonde white girl is the hero and then like supporting cast maybe kind of not good looking like minority i mean all i've got to say is that like this is something that's so deeply ingrained into our minds that it's like just subconscious at this point, no matter how much we're going to say, oh, this person looks this way, but I'm not going to judge based on that. That's just false. Because when looking at like court trials and people who commit crimes, if you're like a good looking mother and you're white and skinny and fair skinned and you look really good, you're probably going to get a way lighter sentence than a person of color or a person who isn't just conventionally attractive and isn't deemed to fit beauty standards yeah 